Love podcasts? You'll love Podcast Magazine, taking readers into the lives of today's leading podcasters and beyond the microphone of the show's fans love. Each month, Podcast Magazine's dedicated writers share personal interviews, industry happenings, exclusive categorical charts, and independent ratings and reviews of under-the-radar shows. If you listen to podcasts, subscribe now at podcastmagazine.com and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can. That's podcastmagazine.com. I was returning from visiting my mom in Colombia, and I'm in the plane, we're landing, and the captain says, um, welcome to Miami, please uh, cooperate with Homeland Security officers sure. boarding now. And I had my passport, I did not know, I wasn't expecting anything, I had my working visa at the time I was relocated, and I'm the only one being marched off the plane and in front of everyone, oh, and wow. I'm escorted. So they literally took you off the plane? Yes. They did. This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Steve Olsher hanging out with the lovely Mary Goulet. Hello, Hello. Mary Goulet. What's going on on the floor? Over I'm, there? I'm you caught up with the oh, score. The cord is on the chair and you're rolling around. Richie O'Day, what's up, my brother? How you doing? Fantastic. Thank good, you. good. Wade's got it uh, under control there in the studio. Kelly's got it under control back at headquarters. Uh, if we hear a strange voice chiming in, I at least want to make sure that people know that we're hanging out here with Sandra. And is it S-Doc? Yeah. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll have a chance to go deeper into all the fun stuff that that you are up to, but at any point here, if you want to join in on this part of the conversation, of course, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So, oh man, so 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 much going on. Um, n- not the least of which, I, I was—I I have to admit, I was a bit pleasantly surprised, not on one side of the fence or the other side of the fence about what you know people are talking about from the, from that standpoint. But I was pleasantly surprised that there were there were like protesters out in our neighborhood we, in, in uh, where we live in San Diego. There's two major streets that, uh, that cross together, Genesee uh, and Governor. And on all four corners last night, when we came home, there were protesters on both sides of this. And what I'm talking about is the acquittal of, oh. of Trump and the impeachment. And I mean, it's like... It, it's like watching a movie and you already know the plot. You already know what's going to happen. I mean, there was like no surprise there. Everybody knew what was going to happen, but I guess they had to go through the exercise anyway. And you had some people on one corner who were very much like, you know, get out and vote. We have to change this, this, that, and the other. You know, rah, rah. I guess for lack of a better term, you'd say they were on the, the left side of the equation. And then, of course, on another corner you had, and I think one of the four corners was pro-Trump, like, you know, you know, make America great again, four more years, you know, all that stuff. And it seemed to be pretty peaceful. But evidently, this was going on in a lot of places in, in San Diego. And evidently, it was going on in a lot of places all over the country. But I didn't, I, I, I was like, I was I was kind of proud of our neighborhood. Like I just didn't know that our neighborhood, it's a quiet little neighborhood in in San Diego, and I was just kind of impressed to see folks coming out of the house with signs and whichever side of the equation, you know, you're on it didn't matter. I just like seeing people engaged. Engaged. And if they're not being violent, 
Which they were not. Then great. That's the American way. Yeah. Get out there and speak your piece. Yeah. So, so it'll be really interesting to, to see how things progress over the next, you know, seven, eight months in the primaries and then, you know, the full-on election and so on. But if this is any indication of, of what's to come, then good. I mean, you know, anytime you get people to, to take action and stop being just, you know, so, so many people I think have been just complacent mm-hmm. and, uh, and wait, wait, I know you're jumping out of your chair over there and please chime in here. Um, but I just think that anytime you have people engaged in, as you said, Mary, in, in a peaceful dialogue, it, it can only help improve the, the way that we interact, the, the policies that are formed uh, and so on. Wait, what were you going to say? Yeah, well, just your point of complacency. We are a federal republic representative democracy, right? Those are the four components that create our government. Mm. Democracy requires participation. Yeah. And so just again, we can't be complacent. You can't sit back and let things happen to you. Now, being we're in some ways a 50-50 country, it's hard deciding, you know, which 50 you know, proceeds, yeah. but still the fact that if you're on the sidelines, then you're having no effect. So again, I applaud people participating. Democracy cannot have complacency. Yeah, for sure. So it it certainly took a different turn in Iowa than I was expecting. Uh, that was I, weird, wasn't I it? Am, um, <laughs> I am, and I, I, for those who haven't been following, so Buttigieg, Mm-hmm. Uh, is like right there with Bernie Sanders in terms of one, two. And it doesn't mean anything. I mean, Iowa, I think, if I remember correctly, I think Barack Obama had like 3% of the vote in Iowa before he was before he was elected. So, you know, it doesn't mean that this is a, a determining factor. But I was really surprised because Boot Dead Judge has been super quiet, you know, and it just goes to, you know, it's kind of like that FDR approach. It's like, speak softly and carry a big stick right <laughs> so it just it's it, when you look at yang and you look at uh, Buttigieg, it, it just it begs the question of are we ready for someone who talks less and is less bravado and just is ready to go to work or are we still going to stay in this you know let's let's have a boisterous someone leading leading the charge here so i just i was i was very interested to see how iowa played out because i did not think it was going to go that way what are you going to say richie because you uh, look like you're got, on the tip of your i have tongue so there. many so many things so first i'll sometimes people don't do anything till it hurts bad enough mm. with your complacency thing yeah um and i you know both sides not right or left right so prior when it was obama for a while a lot of the right was feeling like that we can't do this anymore and so it changed. Yep. They took action and changed. And then that's part of how we're set up this way, too, that swings back and forth, sometimes for a few years, and you know, but whatever. Um, but where I was going with that, that's first a joke where it was like the dog sitting. Someone's walking by. This dog's sitting with an old man on there, and he hears it moaning every time it walks by. And then one day, the guy just can't take it anymore. He's like, why is your dog always moaning? And he says, because he's lying on a nail. And he says, well, why doesn't he move? 
He's like, because it doesn't hurt bad enough. Oh. And so sometimes until... That's a horrible joke. I was just well, it doesn't say. have to be... I mean, it can be like a blunt <laughs> nail. You know what I mean? It's not like it's in him and there's blood everywhere. But the, the point is, sometimes... The visual on that one. It keeps going. I'm just saying, the, 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 sometimes people, until something hurts bad enough, don't take action. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and it is interesting because one of the things that I'm I'm hoping we're all becoming a little bit clearer on is the fact that just because you have one set of rules doesn't mean that my set of rules is wrong. And conversely, just because I have one set of rules, it doesn't mean that I'm that I'm right. And mm-hmm. so that's hopefully what will come out of this for at least some people is you were just raised in a way where you have a specific set of rules. And that set of rules is different from mine, but it doesn't mean that my set of rules is right. So, so the second part where you say, which way do we think we're going? I have an opinion on that. Yeah. I've, once the primaries have hit, I've never not picked the winner. My friends thought I was crazy, even though I didn't vote for him. They thought I was crazy when I said Trump was going to win. Mm. And one of the reasons is i believe we elect who we are not who we want yeah we say it's who we want but we elect who we are yeah and right now as a culture we not a lot of people have had a say and now with social media and all these things where it's just you know people are thumb tough and whatever kind of you know saying whatever whenever muscles i don't think this i don't think the quiet person's gonna win Mm. right now well, I, I think he's going to get another another four years. Yeah, and um, you know, yeah, we'll see how we'll, it plays we'll out. see how it plays out. It's all good. Um, but you think Buttigieg and Yang are just too quiet to get the job done I, in I, terms of winning just, the it's election? It's just my opinion because I also think we're still that. I think it's going to take another like celebrity of some yeah. kind that has an audience already. Yeah, you know, it's going to take an Oprah or something. You know what I mean? It's just something. It's going to be in. We're just in that space right now mm-hmm. where like a YouTube cells. stars are bigger yeah. than a regular star. Yeah, for you sure. know, Mary. Before we close it out and get to our, our lovely yeah. Sandra okay, here, so what else? Okay, so about Iowa. Yeah, <clears throat> they created this app. The shadow company is running it. They did not do a dry run that on the app. That is literally the name of the company. Yes. The shadow company, by the way. That's not yes. like a, yeah. It's a real thing and see who's be backing it. They don't want Bernie in there. Mm. They, it's being investigated now that they've been, they were moving Bernie votes over to Judge. Oh, really? Yes. This is oh, way man. deeper than you think. This is all on purpose. Yeah. Let's wait till New Hampshire. Yeah. North Carolina or South Carolina? North but Carolina. it could be no better because, you know, again, when you have computers involved. Paper then, ballots. Right? So, it, it, so it's an interesting segue into our conversation here, Sandra, because when you talk about stealing votes, mm-hmm. which is really what, you know, potentially is, is going on here then in Iowa, and I think you'll see it in a lot of other states, you had your identity stolen. Yes, I So, did. yeah, so nice and close to the mic there and just uh, nice and loud mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And so I just want to make sure that people understand your backstory and where and where you came from. So uh, somebody's you were you were completely like somebody to- totally completely took over who you are and, and started spending money and buying cards. Like like what happened? Yep, it wasn't as as that. Okay, it was. I think if you think about your name and you think about who you are as a person, it's more personal. I mean, your credit card, your um, 
your car, you know, your financials, everything. Obviously, it's very important. But when you think about your own name or your own self-identity, it's beyond an invasion. So in mm -hmm. my case, I was returning from visiting my mom in Colombia. And I'm in the plane. We're landing. And the captain says, um, welcome to Miami. Please uh, cooperate with Homeland Security officers sure. boarding now. And I had my passport. I did not know. I wasn't expecting anything. I had my working visa. At the time, I was relocated uh, from my country to, to, to my company that I was working in. And I'm the only one being marched off the plane and in front of everyone. Oh, and wow. I'm escort. So they literally took you off the plane? Yes, they did. So they saw your passport. They saw so my name, and they said, you come with us. You have to come with us. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. So so you're on this plane. So did you, you landed in Miami? In Miami, yeah. I was visiting my mom, landed in Miami. I get into the room, you know, the famous room that we, we all know. And I, I, what's happening? I don't know what's going on. I had a connecting flight to Chicago. My husband is waiting for me. Yeah. I obviously miss my flight. And 10 hours later. 10. 10. I handed, I'm, I'm handed back my passport, and my passport is revoked. Mm. And there is no explanation. I don't know what's going on still. I'm just told that I have to go back to my country and, you know, fix it. So few fix, weeks later fix what fix right what, it's like whatever, what, yeah. what's going on exactly oh my god so a few weeks later i'm in venezuela where i'm originally from mm -hmm. and i'm in the embassy and i'm doing the so interview. wait I, I gotta ask you a question so do they sure. make you buy another ticket do you have or do they just put you on a plane just to get you off of u.s soil and and, and just send you wherever during those i i was allowed to go back to Chicago to, to Milwaukee where I live. Oh. Yes. They just said you you're you know, you're revoked, you have to leave, but we're gonna let you go back so home. So you were allowed to stay I was allowed, in the United States. I was allowed okay. to go back to my job mm -hmm. and talk to my lawyers and talk to the company so they can figure out what how to help me, you know, get everything organized. Yeah. But I did not know what was going on. So I'm a few weeks later in Venezuela and I'm in the embassy, and the questions from the embassy officials are, why were you in China? Who do you know in China? Who's your contact? And I was like, I don't know what they are talking about. Mm -hmm. And what, what I was told is, somehow a Chinese smuggler got a hold of my information and have been smuggling women into the U.S. using my identity. Wow. And that's, you know... I convinced them, obviously, I'm not a Chinese smuggler, and I get my new visa. Are you sure you're not? <laughs> I but am did positive. You kinda, okay. Were you put in a position that you were guilty until you were proven innocent instead of innocent until proven guilty? Yeah, of course. That's, That's always the case. But how did you get out to Colombia or Venezuela without fixing what had to be fixed here in the States? Like, How did you even get on that plane? Or I guess they don't care, right? They don't mm -hmm. care if you leave. Yeah. You just can't get back in. Yes, exactly. Oh, you, you can leave. Right. Even yep. though it was revoked. Yep. So even though even if your passport is revoked, yep. you can get on a plane and you can go anywhere. Yes. Interesting, right? Because what so but when you land in that country, if you have a revoked passport, wouldn't they just send you back and say you don't have a if it was from originated. That yeah, but it, it was my native country. So yeah, it was your you native know, country. I got you. You always trouble got be... sent back to us. Yes. <laughs> so I, Oh, Sandra's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. And 
you know, a few weeks later, so I leave the embassy and I'm like, oh, everything is okay. And I go, you know, I come back to Chicago. And two weeks later, I'm returning back from Europe. And I'm, you travel you know, a lot. I travel a lot because of my job. Mm-hmm. So what I'm is in, your job, by the way, that you do all this traveling for? I, in, at that time, at I that was time. at that time was in IT information technology. Oh, computer technology. Type stuff yeah, computers. Yeah. Oops, then I moved into cybersecurity later, and I'll explain that yeah. more of that. Kind of makes sense, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm returning from Europe. I get off the plane. I get to passport control. I hand my passport, and I'm back into that room again. Mm-hmm. Because I have to prove now that I'm me, really, that I am the real me. And that kept going on and on and on during six years until actually I became a U.S. citizen. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I got my passport, my U.S. passport, and changed my name. Mm-hmm. And now everything really is okay. So somebody was using your identity for six years? Yes. Almost or yeah. So my, once you, once someone use steals your identity and you are in the system, they mm-hmm. cannot know you are not you or that you are really you. But didn't you have like a United States driver's license that I you did. could back it? Up? Hey, got Nordstrom credit card here mm-hmm. and. No, it doesn't work that way. Everybody has a Nordstrom credit card, Mary. Even this one smuggled in. Kelly's got three of them. Yeah. In three different names. (laughs) And, you know, if if you think about it, at that time, when I Googled my name, everything was in Chinese. I had companies under my name registered in China or, Mm -hmm. you know, import and export businesses between China and South America. So, I mean, you see your name and you see somebody using your identity Mm -hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it. How do you think this happened? Like, like, and I'm always curious, like, how how does identity, and and sometimes it happens with credit cards and it happens with, you know, people buying houses and and cars and, and getting, you know, like, you name it, right? So that wasn't the case for you. It was literally they just needed an identity to be able to get these women. Mm-hmm. But if you looked at the uh, Chinese woman, like you wouldn't think, oh, yeah, okay, that's Sandra Esther. Like, I mean, like, uh, you know what I mean? It just doesn't, like, May Lin, like, okay, maybe. Yeah, right. But Sandra Esther, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't quite make sense. What am I missing? I, you know, there are many reasons why someone can steal your identity. And in, in, in this case, obviously, smuggling women. I, I think some sometimes some people adopt um, more Western names. Mm-hmm. So that that mm-hmm. happened. Sure. So that could be okay. an explanation that why you know you mm-hmm. see that. I think if you think about my story beyond just my story, and it's the everyday situation that happened to us. And you mentioned Steve, your credit card, you know, your miles. I mean, I, I know someone that their identity got stolen uh, during an, M, you know, do, she was going to do an MRI or, or a mammogram mm. and her ident- somebody else went on her place to, to, do the, to get the personal information of that person. I mean, Weird. it goes beyond. Ooh, they're clever. Yeah. So at, at the end, identity theft, cybercrime is something that is in our daily lives. Yeah. And it happens because there is profit. Yeah. Because there is a business behind that. And as long as you have, you know, people that are earning money from it, mm-hmm. it's going to continue to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm very passionate about, changing the perception of cyber, uh, changing the perception that 
it cannot happen to me, mm -hmm. or that it's too technical and there is nothing I can do about, mm -hmm. or that it's way, you know, I'm so afraid, I better do nothing. So how did you get to the bottom of, Richie, you were jumping out of your chair. Let me make sure you ask that question before you lose it. No, I mean, I'll, I'll remember this. Okay, so how, so how did you get to the bottom of, first of all, mm, finding the person, like, how did, how did that happen? And then how did you become expert enough to move into the field of cybersecurity? We never found a person. You didn't? That, no. Oh, That's wow. why I changed my name. <laughs> so, oh, I've, so your name wasn't Sandra before? My, yeah. My, my name was Sandra, but my last name. It was and different. It, it was different. Uh, and all the, in Venezuela, you have two names and two last names. Mm -hmm. And all of that. Four names were in Chinese, so I did I did not use those names anymore. Okay. And when I did my U.S. citizenship, I, I took my husband's name, mm. and that made things clear for me. Yeah. Um, so that that ha that's how I solve it for for myself. What about your social security number? Was that did that have to be changed? No, no, it didn't. Once you go in through the process, they they update everything, and, okay. and it's okay. Mm -hmm. So just just to make sure I'm clear, so. You, you were able to get the U.S. government, though, to somehow reset or forgive or start you over, and, they, and so they did that. So they Once you become a U.S. citizen, that can happen, and I you gotcha. have the choice at that point to change your name if you mm -hmm. want. And, of course, I mm -hmm. just say yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, that, so that's an option as you, you go through the process. Now, your second question, Steve, like why, you know, how did I get into cybersecurity and how? I have been in the industry in IT for over 20 years, and I, I was blessed to, to have an opportunity to co-build uh, a cybersecurity group or mm -hmm. department mm -hmm. in, in the company I was working for. And what I realized is I never thought about identity theft when this situation happened you know with with um, with my identity being stolen i i never associated this was in 2006 and it was not in the news so much Cybersecurity mm -hmm. was in really in the top of everyone's mind sure and it took me some time to to really understand you know what happened and as i you know working in cybersecurity now i have new tools and new knowledge. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I found is during that job, the part that I loved the most was teaching others how to protect themselves and how mm -hmm. they can understand cybersecurity in a simple way. Mm -hmm. And that's how that passion translated. I left my corporate job to looking for now a bigger platform, a bigger mm -hmm. audience that I can impact. And so that's, that's my, my guess, my, my, yeah. my whole story. And, yeah. And so this is one of the perfect that I waited because this segues perfectly to it. Um, since there's so many different things that can get stolen mm -hmm. and there's so many access points, you mm -hmm. know, the Wi-Fi in the coffee shop and yeah. just so many places. If you were to think of all the places, it would drive you bananas. Mm -hmm. So back to your point of you're trying to simplify, um, Ignorance isn't bliss in this case, right? Mm -hmm. So um, is there some sort of like first step that you can keep an eye on? So like, for instance, you know, you can look at your bank account every day and you can see if all of a sudden it's going down, yeah. like mm -hmm. some, what's going on or a credit card, get alerts on your phone. Like there's, there's certain things that you can stop it quick enough mm -hmm. 
in this type situation, is there a place? Like, I almost feel like, you know, what, like LifeLock or one of these yeah, companies. Right? Like, yeah. I almost feel like, well, what if they hack that? How do you know this is going that? on? You know, how yeah. do, what if they hack that thing? Yeah. You know, and now, so it's like, Good how point. do you keep an eye on it? What do you do? What's the first step someone should be thinking about? The first step is buy my book. <laughs> that's a joke. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so that's... What's a, the second step? The second step... <laughs> in your book. In your book. Yeah. <laughs> in What's book the first called? step in your book? <laughs> the first step, it's really identify what you care to protect because you cannot protect everything as you said so once you know what is that really matters to you is it your family is it your finances is it your health information is it your business and what it is from your business that you really care then it becomes Damn, much you gotta easier pick one yeah know, right well like i want all you gotta things. start from it from I was going to say, simplify. just say yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but, uh, once you have... Business opportunity. Ooh. <laughs> yes. There's always opportunity in everything. Right? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. So once you know what, what are you protecting, then, then you can implement you know, several simple things. And I'll give you one. Our passwords. I mean, we use passwords every day for everything we do. So what I, what I have... Um, use and what works for me is taking my password and make it something meaningful. Mm. And what I mean by that is if you have a phrase, if you have something that I believe in intentions, I believe in declarations, affirmations, I use that every day. So instead of putting a password that is means nothing to me, I'll use my password with that phrase. Mm. And that I'll exchange numbers or special characters. And when I type my pass, my password, every time I'm telling myself something nice, Ooh, something like that. meaningful, something that really makes my day better. You are hot, Steve. <laughs> yes, that would be perfect. That would be good, yeah. Exclamation point, dollar sign, <laughs> capital letter. Heart emoji. Wait a minute. Oh, I forgot my password now. What was the heart emoji? Was it three? And I don't was feel a, hot today. It's not working. H, was it an eight? Three? Dang it. What's the heart emoji? Yes. Yes. So, Got it. Yeah, so, I love like that, that tip. So that, that way, you know. Because mm-hmm. you need passwords anyway. So you might as well have a good one. So yes. what about these services that, actually. that like, like literally I never thought about that. Yeah, because they'll tell you, oh, change them often, change your passwords. And then I'm like, well shit, you keep changing your passwords enough. Now you're writing it down and now your passwords are written down all over the place. You know, <laughs> and like it's like I can't remember because I have to change yeah. it three times a month, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, so, if you use a very long password, and I use a password manager because exactly to your point, you you can't remember ninety passwords, and or, or you write it down, or you you know like LastPass, yeah, yeah, LastPass, Dashlane, you know, any there are many different brands, and and then one of those gets hacked, and that's where I'm going, right? Like, then they so, got access to all. Yeah, so now you said I'm going to protect myself by putting all of my passwords here, and then. Right, so then they go in and they hack that because they're going to be ruthless. To, I mean, now they only have to hack one password. And they got everything. And they got all the passwords. Well, you remember Target had that breach for the oh, credit card numbers. Yeah. Like, yeah, credit card numbers. And then I was in New York in the subway. If you put your credit card, debit card, in to the slot to buy a a token, oh, a ticket like a pass, they criminals do something to mm-hmm. it to get your information out of it. Yeah. So like I remember or there was some lady, yeah. a native New Yorker, 
don't do that. You're going to get ripped off. Don't use that. So, did, so you jumped the rail? You I, went. Uh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's. That's very And gas common. stations, too. Yeah, gas stations, mm-hmm. ATMs. I mean, that, yeah. that happens. I mean, on one hand, those, those, those are good protective mechanisms in terms of, like, if you go, it, and this is a, a little bit off subject, but I was in L.A. Uh, maybe three weeks ago or whatever it was, uh, and I tried to use my debit card at a gas station that was obviously outside of my neighborhood because we live in San Diego and I was in L.A., and this was... Not the best area of, of L.A., but, I mean, coming from Chicago, it was like, eh, you know, it's not a terrible I like how you look around here. You're right. You're eh, like, like not <laughs> quite that, but but my credit card company declined it, like, right away. Mm-hmm. So can you, you know, because it was like, uh, Steve, what are you doing there kind of thing, or maybe it was triggered by so it's zip not code Beverly Hills. or micrographics right. or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So So can you tell your credit card companies or can you tell your bank or, like, what – what can you do in terms of, I guess, like levels of security mm-hmm. that you can enact so that they can alert you if X, Y, Z happens? Like, because I, I, I was stunned. I was like, I just got to get gas. Like, why are you not letting me get decline, decline, decline? And of course, then, you know, later that day, I look at my phone. I was like, did you attempt to try? Yes, I needed gas. So, so just <laughs> they give will me my do gas. that. Yeah, they will do so that. So how do you how do you do that? So I do alerts. So every transaction that I have in my credit card, it will come, you know. Every transaction. Yeah. So wow. or you can you, you can set, set a threshold. Up. You can say, hey, every transaction more than X amount. Mm-hmm. But or e- either emails or text me. So my, my business credit card, I want to know every transaction that it's in mm-hmm. because then I can take action right away. And I don't want to yeah. be stranded traveling, sure. not being able to use my business credit card. Sure. But so you could do that. And, you know, all banks will have that capability, definitely. So mm-hmm. that, that is one easy thing that everyone can do. Well, and I'd imagine just I've did a bunch online too, mm-hmm. or still do e-commerce. And, you know, the whole it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. It's not necessarily the same with credit card companies. Like you should tell them ahead, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to China, I'm going to Israel, I'm going, you know, to this place, let them know. Um, Why you got to be China and Israel? I don't know. I just well, China. I went to Croatia. <laughs> no one's going there now. The flights are probably <laughs> right? real cheap. I, when I went to Croatia, <laughs> I called my credit card. I did not want to take a debit card. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take a credit card. Yep. Mm-hmm. I called them. I said, "I'm going to be leaving on this date and returning on this date. I will be in Croatia, Sweden, and Paris." Not once did I get a charge approved on that card. Oh, really? They declined them all. Yeah, when I got home, I'm like, dude, you, what, are you, what are you doing? So what I did could... you do? That was a clever way for you to get Dave to pay for it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's it like, do not work. let any transaction yeah. go through. So, I'm not so leaving so, town for two years. Just so we get this straight. So when you called them, you said, I want you to decline. Yes, yes every, every trans- single transaction. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So I have a question when it came, and I was literally going to mention with the, the debit cards. Is there even a reason to use a debit card anymore? Like... Like, when you get mileage points and all these points, it's like, just use the credit card. 2% cash back, 3%. The, yeah, because unless you catch it fast enough with a debit card, that's your money gone. Yep. yep. But a credit card, you have a lot more protection. They want you to use absolutely. it. They'll, they'll go fight for you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You're 100% and then just, right. You know, and oh, if, if you did want to pay cash, <laughs> then, then just quickly 
you know, pay the card off, right? I'm not trying mm -hmm. to get into like that was more the Dave Ramsey interview you did with the like pay off your credit card, right? Um, the debt snowball. So of those things, like I want to, I want to go back to because I don't like the idea of having to pick one, but I get it. Mm -hmm. Of the family, the business, of At course, a time. of course, you like, you know, you know. Like family first for me, for yeah, sure. Of course. But at the same time, I'm sitting here going, well, if someone hacked on my credit cards in the business, I, I don't have the money to help my family. So, like, how do you prioritize? Is there something like watch your social security number better? And if you do it this way, whenever yeah. someone goes to, you know, open a credit card, you get alerted. Mm -hmm. Is there is there like an order of which you do that kind of helps all of them? Since I since I don't want to decide. <laughs> yes, <Right. laughs> that's great. So I created actually a, a, a gift for your audience exactly because of that. The three things that you should do to protect your identity. In this case, I, I, it's specific to that, but it applies to everything else. Mm. You know, it could apply to your family, to your business, and if you go to have happilyevercyber.com, you can get those three things that you should do. Mm -hmm. um, I will say um, the, the comment that you have there on uh, your credit, you know, your credit score and your, your credit report, what I do, I freeze my credit score mm -hmm. or my credit reports because if I'm not using it, why haven't it opened yeah. for someone to either steal or create a, a credit line on your name? So if you're not buying a house, if you're not buying a car, just freeze you can, it. Where, how do you, you do that? With, with what company? Like, you do it do you? with the three business bureaus. So you have to do it individually. So Equifax, TransUnion, and um, Sperian. Mm. So you do that. In a, in each one has is a free service mm -hmm. that they offer. Mm -hmm. You go to their website and you have that free, you know, freeze alternative. You freeze. Yes, and okay. you freeze. And when you need to use your credit score for buying something, then you just go and freeze it. And it is a simple process. So and that doesn't affect your cards, though. Your cards still keep working. Yes, your cards keep working. It doesn't affect your credit history either. Okay. So if you're not applying for a new credit card, exactly. if you're not applying for a house, if you're not applying for a car, yeah. those are the three things, right? There's nothing mm -hmm. else they would need to pull credit for, yeah. I wouldn't think. So those three things. So unless you get that in the future, then this is something you should know. Sorry, I love that show. I don't know if you guys listen to the Something You Should Know podcast, but that guy's really good. I like so that guy. can I do that, like, with my daughter and stuff, too? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, children's are, uh, identities from children's are stole every year. Mm. Because if you think about your identity, not only it's about, you know, your name, but you could do, do a lot of illicit activities in the dark web or in the, you know. In yeah. the, in the how, do, how do you get on the dark web, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there's specific ways to get. You have to still know trying where to figure that going. out. I can't even, like I can't even get in trouble because I got no way to get on. Like I don't even know how to get on the dark web. You don't want to get there. <laughs> I know. I, well, I want to. Like what? I want to just see it. <laughs> I'm sure there's a YouTube video. I don't want to do anything yeah, there. I just want to see it. You know, just Google it, and so <laughs> like see, I remember the see first if they start tracking you now. <laughs> I want to know, right? Like the first time I got online. My IT guy was like, okay, you're on the internet. And I'm looking at my screen. I'm going, okay. There's nothing there. What, what, what do I do here on this internet? <laughs> I want to do that on the dark web. Like, I just want to go there and I just want to see it. Like, and then, but of it's course, dark. I won't know what to do. It's dark, right? Like, is it a blank black screen? Like, what, what is it? Sorry. Is anyway, I digress. Yes. <laughs> okay. So 
So um, just just so we're clear here, because we're going to run out of time, uh, let's let's give folks uh, another couple of tips. So yep. when you're thinking about protecting yourself and cybersecurity and so on, um, so that's a great tip as far as uh, the three, you know, TransUnion, and Experian, and Equifax and whatnot, and just shutting it down. That's that's mm-hmm. a great tip. Mm-hmm. What what what's another something mm-hmm. that folks can do? Yeah. So when you go to a public place, and we you all seen. Uh, the smart chargers, you know, those where you can plug your phone. Mm-hmm. Like you one of those, uh, boot, like boot, like, like the what? airport. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They, you know, you have smart. Well, my recommendation is just keep walking, <laughs> because don't charge your phone there. Well, don't charge your phone. Not with a USB. Po- no, not with a USB. No exactly. way. No. Wait, isn't the thing at the bottom of your phone a USB, or is that something else? Well, that's yeah, a charger. You put the USB into the charger still. Like, yeah. Don't you use one of those yeah. instead? Wait, why wouldn't you well, use a USB? Well, what she, what she's saying is, don't take the USB part and plug it into the smart. You yes. can you can use a block. Use yeah, the use, use the, the electric. Blo- yeah, use outlet. the actual electric oh. outlet like itself. Because they'll have a smart charge where you can literally just not have the block. Mm-hmm. Like see how she has a right. USB plugged into the block. Like at the hotel. Like at the yeah. hotel and yeah, you're on the lamps. Mm-hmm. No, because that that stuff can that's how information gets So passed. you don't want to do that at the hotel? No. Or really? the airport. Yeah. Why? Pu- because what do they pu- do? public devices. Imagine this. You have access to that. Oh, so that many other people <laughs> have access to. So it's, you know, it's easier to infect. But it doesn't store anything on there, does it? And or everything, it can? everything stores. Yeah, things can. can store. Yeah, definitely. And do not Whoa. use the airport or other place Wi-Fi when you check your bank accounts. Yeah. Wait, I just so did that at Southwest. So like one of those do chairs. Do not. No. No. They, so like the Southwest chairs, you don't want to do the cord to the USB. No. On one of those chairs, you always want to use the plug. We're gonna follow him around and steal his content. <laughs> wait, what's up, wait? Yes. Yeah, and real quick, uh, just about debit cards. Nothing from you is real quick. Uh, as I understand, <laughs> if you're using a debit card, you want to use the tap thing with the like sound signals rather than sliding it in because the tap the card isn't as hackable. Is that correct, Sandra? I, I will prefer that nobody uses a, a debit card in any in any, any transaction, yeah. ex, you know, because it's a direct line to your to your, your account. account. So there's account, really yeah. no less protection. So use either uh, I would use maybe a, a PayPal or something like that mm-hmm. if you have to, and then just go through that service or use your credit card. So what about like the Apple Pay and that yeah. like like Wade's talking about like the tap thing where you you take your card and you just like boop yeah and you I, tap it to something as opposed to inserting or slight or swiping yeah it's, it's to me it's more secure because you have a you know you're not relying only on you know that gas station mm-hmm. or that you know small business right. processing to, yeah to yeah. process so what are you thinking richie i just th- these crooks they're always one step ahead you yeah, know they, yeah. so it's like they're probably coming up with something now they just walk up and tap your phone and Absolutely. suck out right like knock by you, you on the like in new phone. york yeah. right where it's all so yeah. crowded just bump into you on the subway and Bloop. that's well, a tap well, yeah. well what about bartering with chickens and cows why not is that safe <laughs> so there's cloning the <laughs> there's Here's cloning of phones and stuff isn't there uh there's cloning of of Credit cards and IDs. Yeah. And, yeah, oh, man. So. All right, so we're going to... Uh, yeah, yeah, we could do this all day long. Uh, so these are some really, really good tips. Uh, go slower on the name of the book. So the name of the book was Happily Ever Cyber. Yes. But then you're giving it away the where? Three, the three tips to protect your identity. Mm-hmm. It's in happilyevercyber.com. Uh, ha- is it happy or happily? Happily. 
Happily. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, so happilyevercyber.com. And folks can grab a, the whole book there? No, they have no. the three tips. Oh, it's a and tip sheet. The book is in Amazon, and it's gotcha. available. So there is an online and a yeah. also a, you know, a yeah. printed version. Yeah, I, you know, I, I go ahead, Richie. I was going to say I noticed you have ClickFunnels here, too, so you probably will try to get them later, too, with, yeah. the, with the book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? I Why not? It. So, of course. yeah, absolutely. The you know the interesting thing here um, is, I will go weeks at a time without learning anything on Reinvention Radio, and then shows like this make it all worth it. So, thank, thank you, you for that. Yeah, like literally, awesome. I mean, because that is that that is something I will never do again. I will never plug in with a USB directly into my phone in the charger like you and to you guys you're all like what are you talking about stupid <laughs> like like to you guys it's common sense mm-hmm. and to me i'm thinking like i never heard that before so that in of itself and the and the freeze mm-hmm. on yeah. the on the on the credit bureaus mm-hmm. you freeze before you get frozen Ooh, that's yes. good tagline right there that's very good mm-hmm. very good all right sandra and it's uh stock e-s-t-o-k uh, I assume if people want to hire you or something like that to help them, or do you go into companies, is that the main business right now for you? Mainly speaking and the book. So the mm-hmm. books is actually a book series. Okay. So the first book is about the stories and how you understand cybersecurity in a simple way. Mm-hmm. And then the, the books that are coming are how to protect your phone, how to protect your identity, your social media. So mm. it's going to be different themes. Yeah. Because to my point earlier... Not everyone cares about everything. Yeah. So yeah. what is that you really care to protect? So then you'll have specific details on what to do. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. And before we go, which is the worst social media for cybersecurity right now in terms of your stuff getting potentially hacked, if you had to choose one? The, uh, the one you say the most on. Really? <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, if you're, if whatever you, That's got to be the one. Amazon? Yeah, if you're, oh, no, whatever you're saying the most media. on. If you're giving people information... All right, we're going to have to go. We'll, we'll, we'll save Absolutely. this for another time. Yeah, so the one you're on the most on. And the, yeah, all right. We'll where you to... share the more private information, so don't do that. Got because... you. So i got to delete my Grindr account then. Okay, fine. <laughs> That's what I'll be doing. All right, so we're going to leave it at that. And uh, Sandra Estock, really appreciate you hanging out Thank with you. us here on Reinvention Radio. For Mary Goulet and Richie Ote, White Wade and Kelly Pelker, I am Steve Olsher, and we'll talk to you guys next time here on Reinvention Radio. Take care. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com.